global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by American Arbitration Association International Trade or Business Dispute. Resolve faster with the International Center for Dispute Resolution, the leader in alternative dispute resolution around the world, ICDR.org. Global stocks are rallying, emerging market currencies rising and crude oil climbing after investors across Asia responded favorably to stimulus in China. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P E-mini futures up 16 points. Dow E-mini futures up 127. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 36. The DAX in Germany is up 1.7 percent. Ten-year Treasury down 4.30 seconds. The yield 1.75 percent. NYMEX crude oil up 1.6 percent or 53 cents to 34.28 a barrel. COMEX gold up 1 percent or $12 to 12.46.50 an ounce. The euro, a dollar oh eight seven three. The yen, 113.11. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, thank you so much. Super Tuesday. We are at our news bureau in Washington, uh, getting uh, ready for all of Bloomberg Media's coverage uh, through the evening. Uh, many people, a Bloomberg Politics article, Mike, talking about uh, landslides on both sides uh, of the um, aisle. Jason Furman with us, the chairman of the Pre- uh, President's Council of Economic Ad- Advisors. Uh, Jason, within the great divide that we see in America uh, the terrific success you've had in lowering the deficit, lowering the unemployment rate, the level of miserable out there, I've never seen. The the number of people, they flat out feel they're not participating. Why aren't they? First of all, I'm not sure I agree with that. You look at measures of consumer sentiment, they reached the highest levels in 2015 that they had you know, since 2004. Fair. I'll go with that. You know, they've fallen down a little bit with the market. You know, one thing is gas prices being so low always show up in sentiment. Consumer spending has been one of the strengths in the U.S. economy over the last year. But we're not spending the gas dividend, it doesn't seem like. I think we're spending a lot of it. Um, it started out slowly. The first quarter we didn't. The second and third we did. The fourth, some strange things happened. Warm weather meant utility bills went down. But I, I look at a range of research and I think we are spending it. You know, but, it, but in terms of what's frustrating people, you know, after a couple decades of income growing more slowly than it should, layer on top of that a huge recession, you know, that we're not all the way dug out of. You know, I'd be frustrated too. So I, I understand the frustration that people have, but that doesn't mean that people don't recognize progress and don't get more optimistic as a result of that progress. Well, do you think – give me your forecast for the economy as of the first Tuesday in November. You know, I think our unemployment rate is going to continue to trend down slightly. I think we're going to have growth above 2%. This year, and the most important thing to look at is wages. And I'd like to see continued real wage growth, some strengthening, you know, of our real wage growth. And that's going to be the most important test for the economy. I mean, do we see something that people will feel happy about if you accept the truism that it's always the economy stupid in the elections? You know, I think um, I think there's. When you see the fastest job growth you have since the 1990s, you know, there's a lot to feel good about in our economy right now. You saw Warren Buffett out there, 
you know, the other day talking about how America is a great country and not to believe the naysayers. That's a message the president had in his State of the Union address. He's trying to depict an optimistic, positive future for America while also talking about the things we need to do to make it even better, you know, expanding trade, continuing to lower our deficit, reforming our business tax system, investing in infrastructure. You know, all of those are things we need to do to raise our growth. We also need to make sure more people share in that growth with steps like a higher minimum wage. There's a lot we need to do as a country, and you know that's the debate I'd love our country to have over the next year. Tori Stilwell and Sarah McGregor have a spectacular article out today for Bloomberg summarizing the angst and sort of how we got here on this Super Tuesday. The basic theme is a lot of Americans agreeing with everything you're saying, except they're not part of Jason Furman's America. Are they removed because of technological skills? Are they removed because of technological aptitude? No, that's one of the, the biggest questions we're facing in I economics agree. I'm not right looking now. for an answer, yeah. but it is a study that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and, you know, I'll tell you one thing that concerns me is you look at the labor force participation rate in the United States, and for men, it's been falling for 60 years now. For women, it's been falling for 15 years now. We are lower than most of the other advanced economies in both of those dimensions. And, you know, we need to figure out a better way to get people into work. I think, you know, more flexible workplaces, child care, investments in infrastructure. There's a set of things Why that I think we, we need to do as a country. This come, Larry Summers and I are in Dubai. He brought it up twice. He brought up JFK's terminals, Terminal 1 at JFK, worst place in the world. Why You're in the White House. You're in those meetings. What is stopping us from fixing the potholes on 59th Street? Well, the president's had, you know, ambitious proposals since his first day in office on infrastructure. We saw last year, at the end of the year, Congress took a step. They did a five-year reauthorization of our surface transportation programs covering highways and transit. They increased the amount of spending by about 5% in real terms. So that's a good thing. More stable funding, more funding. But it's not enough. It's just a first step. We need to be doing a lot more. Alan Greenspan told us yesterday that his biggest problem he he faces right now is uncertainty. You don't know what's going to happen with China. Don't know what's going to happen with oil prices. Don't know what's going to happen in the political process. Uh, as a fellow economist, uh, are you as uncertain as he is, and is it as hard as he suggests to understand what's going to happen going forward? I think there's a lot of puzzles in the economy right now. The jobs data and the GDP data is telling you two different stories. Services and manufacturing are telling you two different stories. The U.S. economy versus the global economy are telling you two different stories. The real economy versus financial markets are telling two different Mm -hmm. stories. CC, you know, a lot of different stories depending on what you're looking at. I tend to focus, you know, mostly on the United States. Mostly on the real economy, mostly on the job market. And if that's what you do, um, you do see something positive right now. Jason, thank you so much. Jason Furman is the chairman of the President Council on Economic Advisors. When's your next budget due? You're going to write 500 (laughs) 500 pages this week? Uh, We are, uh, the President submitted his last budget to Congress uh, Mm -hmm. last month. Last month. So yep, what, that's it. No so like you coast for 13 weeks, right? <laughs> short timing, short Jason timing. Furman, thank you uh, so much. Michael McKee and Tom Keene, this Super Tuesday from Washington. Stay with us. 
Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Flushing Bank. Open a complete business checking account with $15,000 or more and get a free 16-gig Wi-Fi tablet. Visit FlushingBank.com for details. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Thank you very much.